Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Cannabisradio.com proudly presents Grassroots Marketing. Each episode curates thought-provoking dialogue with an exclusive class of thought leaders who will offer high-end roundtable business strategies and solutions that seek to prune and harvest great ideas in each 30-minute episode. Thought leaders in the cannabis industry convene here to share some of their best practices and protocols. Let's chart the growth of this burgeoning industry, one of the world's premier cash crops, right now on Grassroots Marketing. Time for another installment of Grassroots Marketing here on CannabisRadio.com. My next guest's company produces a fresh, high THC flower, value-driven cannabis brand successfully addressing an in-demand market. Premium flower, fairly priced. Joining me right now is the CEO of Union Electric, Max Goldstein here on Grassroots Marketing. Max, thanks for being on with us. Thanks for having me, George. So according to press release I have... uh, presented to me prior to the program with many everyday consumers priced out of top shelf brands union electric has brought together a number of the state's most notable growers who allocate a portion of their harvest to them in the spirit of accessibility and the greater good and unlike other counterparts union electric has committed to providing 100 percent transparency into their farmers and cultivating partners transparency serves as a principal belief to ensuring long-term customer loyalty so the idea of creating transparency, talk to me about filling this need here and the relationship you now have with these cultivators, these farmers, why you felt like you need to put a certain significant level of transparency with them setting this project together. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a, it's a great question. And, you know, I think one of the first things that we really thought about when we brought Union Electric to the market is, you know, as you mentioned, really trying to service the everyday cannabis consumer. Um, And for the most part, you know, everyday cannabis consumers who are going to the shop to buy flour, you know, really can't afford a top shelf, you know, $50, $60 eighth. Um, You know, obviously some can and and, and some, you know, like to go in the shop and and splurge on a special occasion. But, you know, if if you're, you know, you know, consuming at least an eighth a week, um, it, you know, can get very, very expensive. So our focus is really trying to, 
to, to, to ultimately give a really great product at an affordable price point to that everyday consumer. And the way that we do that is we work, we've identified and worked with some of the top cultivators here in the state of California. Um, we work to get allocations of some of the best genetics that are, are being produced here in California. And ultimately, we get an allocation of either their bee buds or potentially some, some pheno hunt um, bags that haven't necessarily hit the market yet. And, but, you know, really in the spirit of accessibility to ensure that everyone in the state of California who loves cannabis every day has an opportunity to, to, to really, you know, try and consume some of the best. So putting this together, you obviously had to go and create that transparency and create a level of trust. Can you give me a little idea of what, when you put this together, what were some of the things that you wanted to ensure to create that level of transparency? What is it, what are some of the things that you felt like, what were the, uh, I guess the peace offers you were giving? What were some of the things that you offered to them to make them feel that this was a level of transparency they could feel very comfortable with? Yeah, you know, I think most farmers actually do really want transparency. Um, I think it, it's, you know, a lot of farmers um, here in California have been doing this a really long time. Um, they've been doing it, you know, potentially before the, the legal market and, and in the traditional market. So in that case, they're really doing it in the shadows, not really able to get a lot of real attribution for their work. And so there is this sort of cultural shift that's happening, um, you know, in, in the legal cannabis industry today where, you know, you have some of these, you know, lifelong operators really starting to kind of step out of the shadows. And I think, you know, our group has a lot of really great relationships and it's really is a little bit of a, an element of trust and, and getting people really want to, you know, raise their hand and say, hey, I grew this. Um, and, you know, m- uh, there are some farms that, you know, grow all their weed, they have their own brand, you know, they put it out to the market. But a, a vast majority of the farms here in California are really growing for the bulk market which is then purchased by brands or other distributors and then repackaged into brands and then put out into the market. So oftentimes, particularly in the value category, you'll go to a a dispensary, you'll see a brand that you recognize, but you don't know who grew that weed, how it was grown, you know, uh, when, when exactly it was cultivated and ultimately what the efficacy and care went into that product. Um, and so I think farmers really do want to provide this information. They really do want to, you know, give people the gift of, of, of some of their life's work. It, it just really is a lot of early supply chain challenges as we move into the legal market and just making sure that, you know, brands are taking the time and energy to provide that attribution and not just, you know, taking a bunch of bulk flour um, and kind of claiming it as their own. Now, I want to go ahead and talk to you about some comments you made to the Huffington Post. Uh, background 420. Mm-hmm. And they were yeah. talking about different trends and issues that the industry was very, very cognizant of. So, as we know, there have been nine states last year and this year. That's New Jersey, Vermont, Arizona, Montana, South Dakota, New Mexico, New Jersey, New York, and Virginia that have legalized cannabis in some form. However, still federally illegal, and President Joe Biden has yet to back federal legalization. We know that the Senate Democrats are definitely supporting and they're pushing a bill forward. And they're trying to present the bill now as we speak here on the program. And you told Huffington Post that even though President Biden hasn't exactly been, quote, a champion for legal cannabis, end quote, you're optimistic about the possible passage of the Safe Banking Act, which we know will protect banks and other financial institutions serving cannabis related businesses. You said this, quote, we're very excited about the wave of recently elected pro cannabis senators such as John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock. These are the type of f- figures in the Senate who could be the difference we've needed in passing pro-cannabis legalization. So 
expand a little bit on those cautiously optimistic comments there. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, I, um, admittedly, I, I go back a little bit with Senator Ossoff. We actually uh, went to high school together. Um, and so obviously I'm, I'm a big, uh, supporter of what he's been able to do in Georgia and ultimately, you know, turn that, um, you know, take a lot of really amazing grassroots energy in the state and, and, and bring it onto the national scale. So, you know, I, I think safe banking, uh, it's something that's been floating around the house, um, and, and, you know, and making its way through the Senate for some time now. I think this is really sort of an intermediary step um, towards potentially, you know, decriminalization or legalization of cannabis. But what it really allows uh, to happen is for institutions here in the United States of America to, to bank cannabis companies. And I know that sounds like very basic and, and it's not as though cannabis companies today are just running around with, you know, huge bags of cash. Obviously some are, but uh, it's, you know, there are credit unions and smaller institutions that do support us. But not being able to have, um, you know, major financial institutions in the industry really starves it of working capital. Um, and, and if you think about cultivation uh, and, and farming in general, these are long life cycles, right, of growing a plant, you know, drying it, co-packing it, ultimately selling it into the market, getting it on the shelves. And, you know, it could take six, nine months all the way through. So if you think about the amount of, of, of you know, capital required to basically float that inventory all the way through the supply chain, it's pretty extraneous. Um, and not being able to have, um, you know, you know, regular access to capital really makes things challenging for operators. It's sort of like trying to build an emerging industry in quicksand. Um, and so this is, it would be a huge step um, to, you know, just kind of breaking the ice a bit in terms of getting more working capital into the industry and ultimately giving a lot of independent operators um, the opportunity to survive and really compete. Um, that's really the most important thing today. And I know on the campaign trail, both Ossoff and Warnock vocally, they said they would go beyond decriminalization. They would go for legalization in that case. So I want to just get your comments there. So I want to move along back to Union Electric. The other thing you also mentioned <laughs> is that Union Electric supports environmental stewardship. The flowers grown exclusively in greenhouse and hybrid indoor facilities where water recycling policies maintain the smallest footprint possible. Nature's given us this incredible plant. It's our duty to protect it. So sustainability on top of transparency are two major factors. And what do you say are some of the levels that you've, your company's taken to create a level of sustainability? And is that something that's, that's in lockstep with what the farmers and cultivators want? Do they feel like there's also a need where organically grown, naturally grown environment is that something that also is a very is that just more more of a part of a broader philosophy yeah no that, that's a really good question i think you know a lot of our um our focus on sustainability i think it, it really is a reflection of what the core consumer is really going to expect um from cannabis companies and operators i think this is a it's a unique industry and it's a unique customer um you know the cannabis customer has been consuming for a really long time uh, now legally, but, you know, oftentimes it could be, you know, decades, right? And, you know, they've been doing things a certain way. They like um, products a certain way. I think now as we move towards legalization, um, these customers are not going to say, okay, well, I'm buying this off a shelf. I really am expecting, you know, these brands to really level up um, and, to, and to really be a reflection of my values and what I expect out of this legal industry. And so, I think that there's really a universal push um, amongst a lot of the operators to want to do the best that we can and really set an example. 
um, as cannabis, you know, leading the way as, as a new industry to set standards for environmental sustainability. Um, you know, f from our perspective, we, we work with greenhouse farms, a lot of which um, are have been completely refurbished. Um, so, you know, the, throughout the Central Coast, uh, a lot of the best cultivation facilities uh, here in California used to grow things like cut flowers or tomatoes or, um, you know, any, any other sort of agricultural product that, that's being grown here in California, a lot of which were abandoned, um, you know, over the 90s and 2000s, which have now been refurbished. And so, you know, in addition to some of the things like water recycling practices and, you know, being focused on environmentally sustainable package, packaging and other things of that nature, I think that there's a, a much larger story around rejuvenation um, that the cannabis industry is providing, um, you know, environmentally, not just, you know, in, in terms of, you know, what we're doing to, to protect the environment, but also, you know, the environment of our communities and bringing a lot of incredible stewardship to those local communities. So I think it's, it's a really big push. Um, Union Electric, we're, we're really trying to do everything we can to help lead the charge and, and really make this something that is really institutionalized across not just us, but all brands and operators. All right. Let's go and direct people to the website, unionelectric.co. And if you go to the ShopX area, there's a number of uh, Indica's hybrids and sativas that you have available. Some quite different uh, names you got. Mm -hmm. Race Fuel OG, Fatso Number 7, Wedding Cake, Electric Souffle, Asphalt Cowboy, 31 <laughs> Flavors, Pie Gal, among the others. Uh, take me a little bit through the line of uh, flowers that you have. And which ones have you cultivated that you've been, you feel like you're, you want to point out to the audience? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, as, as you sort of mentioned, um, you know, we, we provide, you know, attribution. So everything you should see on the menu right now um, is was either cultivated by a partner up in Sacramento, Ventura Life Sciences, or a possible project in, in Salinas, California. Um, and so, uh, you know, both are great farms. Um, you know, the, the, the facility up in Sacramento, Natura, it's brand new, state-of-the-art, you know, over $100 million, just beautiful. It's sort of like a Willy Wonka factory. Um, and it's, it's sort of surreal to actually be there. And so um, an amazing pie gal, uh, highly recommend that's come through there. If you're in the L.A. area, um, Amuse, the delivery service is carrying the um, electric souffle and asphalt cowboy ounces, which I highly recommend probably not going to get a, a better ounce at, at that price point uh, in the market. Uh, so, you know, amazing work there. And then possible project, we just brought on some new inventory. You know, they're pretty famous for their FATSO, super high testing THC. Um, so, you know, I think uh, everything that we're, that we're, uh, that we have on the menu today is, is great. And I think, you know, as I, you know, as we sort of mentioned before, it's really just about providing attribution to that farmer and, and giving uh, the customer transparency on, where their products are coming from and, and um, you know, how they're, how they're grown. Wonderful. Also, so you have a general store. So you also have a merchandise line out there. Again, website is unionelectric.co. And also, can, how can people go and con continue to follow what you're doing? Uh, you have any social media, any other things you want to just point out on the website or just in social media so that people can stay connected? Yeah, jo at Join Union Electric. Um, yeah, follow us on Instagram. Uh, there's opportunity to uh, sign up for our newsletter, um, Union Electric Post. Um, so, you know, would love to stay in touch with people as we continue to build this journey. I think, you know, we're really focused on, um, you know, doing what's best for the customer uh, and giving customers a seat at the table in this industry uh, and really ultimately having them dictate um, the future of this industry. And so, 
Um, we're really excited to continue to expand the brand across California and then in other states nationally. And we'll be excited to continue to make some new announcements on some things that we're doing into the market. Well, Max, I really appreciate you taking time to talk and talk to us again here with Max Goldstein, CEO of Union Electric here on Grassroots Marketing. Thanks for being on with us. Thanks, George. Roll together. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.